Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa al wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Thursday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. I'd like to say a big, big, big congratulations to uh, Richard Latte and uh, Lady uh, Euphemia Presley. Today you're getting married. Happy, happy, happy wedding uh, to you as you start your journey together. I'd also like to say a very, very big thank you to all our collaborators across the country, particularly to Lolonyo FM. And Lolonyo FM, I'm told, have a very specially composed song um, for... For us, so uh, our friends at Lolonio, please send a song so that we can also play it from here on 3FM 92.7. But if you are across the country and in the hinterland, we have a lot of affiliates. If you tune in, you'll get to listen to them. So thank you to Lolonio FM. Now, this morning also, I'm reminded of uh, the death of Ahmed Swali. Years ago, this day, Ahmed Swali's funeral was held. And Ahmed Swali died under the Nanado Danko Kufuado and Dr. Baumia administration. Surprisingly, yesterday, when <clears throat> the vice president was outlining his vision for the future, the press was missing. There was not a single, a single, not a single promise for the press. Not a single promise for the press. Meanwhile, Ahmed Swale is dead. And it is under the watch of Nanado Dankwe Kufuado, ably supported by Dr. Baumia, that Ahmed Swale died. And it is under his watch also that you have the World Press, press Index. We're, we're dropping on that index. We keep dropping on that index. We have been dropping drastically on that index. But yesterday, he never spoke about press freedom. Dr. Baumia had a whole session of about four hours and never breathed a word about corruption. He never ever beat the word about corruption. We spoke for four, four hours. We had an engagement for four hours. We never beat the word about corruption. We never beat the word about press freedom. But we expect that the press will be crisscrossing and running around and chasing you. Ahmed Swale's murder has still not been solved. And yesterday, the vice president never breathed a word about corruption. Impressmen continue to be beaten, they continue to be oppressed, and we continue to receive very poor ratings on the world press freedom. It tells you who is interested in the future and who is not, and who is doing whatever just to win elections. But let's get to the issues. The vice president said that he inherited an ailing economy or a declining economy. And then the quick question that came to me was, ah, Chief, if you inherited a declining economy, would you have watched and looked on and supported and lived with comfortably that you had 126 ministers, the biggest elephant size we have ever had in this country? An early economy that had ESLA, an early economy that had a stabilization fund, 
an early economy that had the Heritage Fund, an early economy that had the Ghana Infrastructure Investment Fund, you inherited that, and based on that, you had 126 ministers. Now, who in their right senses, knowing that they do not have the capacity to be able to support such huge numbers, would actually go ahead and have 126 ministers? And when they asked your boss, the chief driver of who you are a mate to, you say that your boss said that he knew what he was doing and that he was the man in a hurry. Years on, are we able to say that this speed, this hurried nature in which we have been run, is there anything to show for it? You didn't receive a reclining economy, sir. If you had received a reclining economy, it wouldn't have made sense for you to have given us 126 ministers. And in the first instance, you had actually paid them ex gratia because between 2017 and 2020, you paid ex gratia in 2021. Again, Dr. Baumia and his likes in power told us that they were going to cut their salaries by 30% in May of 2022. Have they accounted to us where they cut the 30% of their salaries and put it to? I thought he was going to speak to it because we said that, was going, that money was going to be used to help the economy to grow. The Council of State that advises Dr. Baumia and his boss also said they were going to render 20% of their allowances in that similar fashion. Where did they put the money? Who has accounted for it? Now, yesterday, did Dr. Baumia answer any of the 170 questions that he presented to Vice President Imisata? I don't know. You listen to him. Did he answer any of those questions? Put a, put a tweet up. He was asking us, my dear friends, hello, friends, please, how many of the 170 statements and claims on the true state of the economy did the Vice President answer today? This was on the, um, the 12th of May, 2016. This was the vice president. The question you asked this morning is, did he answer any of the 170 questions? And if he did answer any of those 170 questions, what has been the impact of those 170 questions? It's a, it's a simple question that must be answered. Dr. Baumia is now going around giving us the impression that the role of the vice president is just advisory. The role of the head of the economic management team is just advisory. So he is presenting a picture of some non-entity who was just roaming on the corridors of power who would give advice and his advice would not be taken. That's the impression he wants to create to us. But when before he started giving us his vision, he was talking about drawing this, uh, digitalization, this, this that, 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 and he was taking credit for it. If he was giving advice, Oxford trained, giving advice, and the advice was not being taken, he would have then gone ahead to say, look, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be party to this, so I'm leaving. But he stayed on. Dr. Baumia stayed on. Did I hear Dr. Baumia? Look, play the video. Play the video of Dr. Baumia say that he will, he will abolish e-levy, eh? emissions tax and all those other nuisance taxes that we have been slapped with. Mind you, it was Dr. Baumia who said that we are moving from taxation to production. Now it appears that we have moved from taxation of even on to greater taxations. And his finance minister can offer it I tax through Reverend I Miss I Die. They are taxing us. Reverend I Miss I Die is even a retiree who has been at post or so forth without a contract, and he's enjoying all the pecs and largesse, just like many other old people who are at post. 
And young people are crying. Today, Dr. Bamiya says, oh, we have created employment. We have created employment. We have created a lot of employment. If you have created employment, why is your unemployment rate shamefully rising towards 15%? The jobs you created, where are they? A simple answer would, be, would have been answered if you had napconians. The napco people, if you had paid them. Even national service. You have not paid. And you know, Dr. Bamiya says, oh, when I come, national service will be a thing of the past. He has so soon forgotten that some people's only work experience, including some of his appointees, was only national service. Some of them have never worked before. Some people just complete university, national service, straight into party work, and that is their claim to fame. Many of them, if you ask them to bring you their real work experience, whether they have written some of the aptitude tests that some of us have written, whether they have gone for interviews, whether they have written application, and all of that. They have never done some before. They are only in power because their parties are in power. Finish. They are only in power because their parties are in power. So they'll do any and everything, including disrespecting people, so they can keep their jobs. Listen to Dr. Baumia. Ladies and gentlemen, to move towards a cashless economy, however, we have to encourage the population to use electronic channels of payment. To accomplish this, under my administration, there will be no taxes on digital payments. The E-Levin will therefore be abolished. So this is Dr. Baumia. And you know, Dr. Baumia is not the only maybe sorry person you see around there. You see some of those ministers and deputies and appointees who are sitting there clapping. They were the very people who when sane voices in this country from Professor Peter Quarte, from Professor Gachi to all those people, Kobe Mensah, Lord Mensah and the rest were talking about the fact that even Mr. Dr. Kwachi and IE and the rest were saying that E-Levy is a retrogressive that they were the ones who said we will pass it, sticker and the rest. And we will pass it and there is nothing that we can do. And if we pass the E-Levy, we will not go to the IMF. They were those same people. Today they are clapping. Do you know what they have done? They have done a palace coup against Nana Dodanko Kufuado. They have cast the vote of no confidence on Nana Dodanko Kufuado. You see how Nipa is Cobra. They have cast the vote of no confidence on him. Dr. Bamiya soon, so, so soon forgotten that. Play Kodjo Ponkrumah's video for me. Play it for me. We have, as a government, spoken to across this country and answered every single question on. I can understand why some people want to hear him do an elaborate set of remarks on it. But it should not be missed that his presentation was a fair in a series of presentations by government dealing with various issues. And we have dealt extensively with the electronic transactions levy traveling from Takari to Koforidia to Wa to uh, Ho and to other places, engaging the Ghanaian public, engaging in parliament, on mass media platforms, explaining the why and dealing with the fact that those two principal issues, one, digitization will not be compromised by e-levy, have to be responded to. And it's been responded to ad nauseum. The second matter of dealing with the poor, the vice president himself was very instrumental and I don't think I break my cabinet oath when I say this, because I believe it sets a good purpose. He was very instrumental in the cabinet meetings and the EMT meetings to ensure that that his principled argument of protect the poor was upheld. 
And that is why the threshold of 100 Ghana CDs, which accounts for about 40% of Momo transactions on a daily basis, 40%, 40% was excluded from uh, this levy. So in substance, the two issues, in my view, that people would want to hear him speak to have been addressed. So it says the vice president was very instrumental in how the e-levy came to be. How do you participate in the conversations and the shaping of the policy and the guidance of its implementation? Stand now to turn around when you are formal to do more as well and then to come and tell us that when you come, you will abolish it. Did you not know that you, were, you had to stop it at that cabinet table? Now hear this. Dr. Baumia is the head of the economic management team. He's an expert, together with Professor Jan Balfour, together with Alan Kodetramantin, together with uh, uh, what do you call Boache Jaco, together with all the uh, Yasafuma for all the economic giants in the MPP. They formed the economic management team. What a solid economic management team. Then they go as a subcommittee to think about a tax handle like E-Levy. And then they bring the proposal to cabinet. And mind you, they are all members of cabinet. The question to ask now is that, who in cabinet opposed the e-levy? Was it the nine or so people who sat at EMT and agreed? Or was it the remainder, including the president who chaired the meeting at the, the cabinet that opposed the e-levy? He says Dr. Baumier was instrumental. Give me John Bedu. John Bedu was general secretary before Justin Kobia from Pom became general secretary. He said that Dr. Baumier is fully behind the e-levy. John Bedu, general secretary. Today, you see the other general secretary was sitting in front and clapping. So did Koji Opon Krumah lie? Or is Baumia trying to be disingenuous and has lost his integrity? The question remains. He said Dr. Baumia was very instrumental. Maybe our English is not good, but Koji Opon Krumah is a lawyer. He understands the weight of words. He says Baumia was very instrumental. And in speaking, he said that oh, we have had town hall meetings and engagement. They promised to have 16 town hall meetings. They only did six town hall meetings and rushed to parliament to pass the e-levy. Did I hear Dr. Bamia promise one SHS student one laptop or one tablet? Even the one teacher one laptop that you have deducted people's monies for. And Dr. Bamia, this was launched under your watch. You have not been able to satisfy. Some teachers have still not gotten their laptops. You have not had the dignity to give them their laptops. You are here promising another digitalization. And you see, find me that GBC news item. In 2014, this whole digitalization agenda had started and had kicked off. In fact, at the last time that uh, Madame uh, Ayakoboke was there in Parliament, uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at her vetting, her second vetting, she said that they had six new, six digital spaces across the regions where passports were being done. At top speed. I'll play that thing for you. But wait. Show me the picture of Ken Oforiata and Dr. Baumia. Dr. Baumia claims, and his supporters claim that he was not very instrumental. Is it not the same Dr. Baumia with Ken Oforiata that we see here with the brown bag, which has now changed into a green bag, which costs about $4,000. And Dr. Baumia, with him is Gideon Boak, who has won his primaries. They will sit in parliament and nod and smile in admiration while taxes were being slapped onto the people. Today he says that it wasn't me. He, today he has become shaggy. It wasn't me. It, it was you, sir. It was you. You are, you, are, you are part of the problem. You cannot take yourself away from me. And you know, the funny thing is that they say a party is separate from government. 
but you have a party event and use state resources to fund it. Party is not separate from government. Was it Nonanado Dankwekufwada who told us that he will work at least once a month from the party office and that he wants to have that symbiotic relationship with party? And Balbier was there. He said nothing about it. Doctor, play that principal video of Dr. Baumia for me. Play it for me. So only manifest. Only leader, not only principles. Everything I overcome just for votes. Then on Yentimin Judy. Yentimin Judy. Because because of votes now, oh yeah, we So only manifest. Only leader, not only principles. Everything I overcome just for votes. Then on Yentimin Judy. Yentimin Judy. Because. Because of us now, oh yeah, we're in it. So only manifest. Look, there's a tweet. A young man put up a tweet. Driver and mate analogy. Pull it up for me. Dr. Bamiya says it's the driver's mate. Now the simple question you ask is if you're a driver's mate. Then the young man has the question very nicely. He says a driver's mate who can say bus stop when passengers want to alight is hyper incompetent or useless and should never be allowed close to a steering wheel. Ajimandia Kweku Jr., he wrote that. Then one of Dr. Baumia's promoters, and they will usually use his, his photo for their DP, he is Yama for Edu. He says, oh, you, you say bus stop and the driver doesn't stop. Can you remove the keys? So they are saying, here, the driver here is Nanado. The driver's mate is Dr. Baumia. Look at Ajima Kwekudia's, uh, uh, what do you call it, response. It says, Yamafuidu, when the day ends, you leave that unruly driver and find one that can act in wisdom. Dr. Baumia has never left the driver. In fact, he has been with the driver since 2007 when he was pushed into the party. He had not satisfied the prerequisites of the party. He was pushed in there. He has been with that same driver since that time up until now, even until 2020 when we have four more to do more. He didn't find it necessary to leave the driver. Why is he not complaining about the driver? No. Oliver, hold on for me one minute. I want you to play this GTV video so that we can settle the dust on who started this digitalization thing. Because the whole campaign of Dr. Baumia is, is, is pavilioned in this digitalization thing. Play it for me. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration has launched the online passport application service in line with Ghana's e-government strategy. The service is seen as a solution to the existing difficulties bedeviling passport acquisition in the country. It is also expected to ensure efficiency and reliability in passport acquisition. The online passport application project was introduced in 2014 through the National Information Technology Agency's pilot. The introduction of the Ghana Biometric Passport replaces all non-biometric passports by the end of 2017. The launch is a culmination of the process adopted by the government to reform the delivery of travel documents for Ghanaians across the country. According to the technical advisor of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, Ambassador Leslie Cushion, who doubles as the chairman of the Online Passport Application Project Committee, applicants can make... So, the dust is settled. Well, I mean, it's longer than this, but I just had to play for you that before Dr. Baumia tasted power, this has already been done. 
So Dr. Bahamia is collaborators, conspirators, and supporters, and all those who are pushing him. Must know that we had tasted this long before they came. The pilot had started. You cannot claim what you didn't start. As you yourself said, Dr. Baumia, if it is because of votes, consider your principles, consider your integrity, consider your dignity. The things that you said yesterday, if we decide to put all of them to strict proof, NHIS, childhood cancers, people are still paying. Even NHIS, go to Kolebu, certain blood tests that there's about labs, people are paying. It took me to go through the mill to come and show you how people are paying unapproved rates for renal dialysis treatment. The whole country is like a crime scene under your watch. The whole country is like a crime scene under your watch. You are not interested in fixing the problems for today. You are thinking of the future. If you knew that 50 ministers can run the country, why did you look on for the president to appoint 126 ministers? If you knew. If you knew that E-Levy was not a good thing and should be abolished, why did you look out for it to be, to be put it there? If you knew all these things and you come and say that you gave the whole Ghana free water, some people who don't have, uh, what do you call it, water supply, had to go and buy their own water. That's why Water Commission wants to come and test borehole water to see if people are not drinking human excreta and, and, and the influence from it. You have a chance. You have to cleanse yourself and you have to accept responsibility for some of the failures, not to dodge it. Good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.